podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now, Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Friday when you hear that music. Uh, hi guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. This is episode number nine. We are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. As you well know now, Ace Podcast Nation, of course, you're home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. And there's certainly some things in the pipeline to add even more content to that stuff. But uh, do give us a follow on social media. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Click the bell for notifications so you never miss a show or an interview or anything which we put out. And, of course, if you prefer your podcast in audio form, then you can get all of our shows, including Rodri Giggs and Football, at the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network and you can find all our content there we uh, release the audio versions just uh, either just after the show or maybe in the morning sometimes the, the day after but it'll always be on our social media uh, feeds and stuff so you can go straight to the straight to the link and download it and you can of course download all the other shows as well but um just as we wait for for some of the stragglers and the and the late comers, as it were, to join us, um, I'm going to very quickly give us a little update on the Super Six. We're supporting a, a charity ship charity Super Six Prediction League this year, uh, helping to raise some money for two great charities, Maggie Centre and Mind. And uh, just for this update, obviously, Rodri plays myself, uh, Andy Campbell, loads of like ex footballers, coaches, all that sort of thing. Uh, so you could test your football knowledge against those people. But um, as we didn't really have a, a midweek uh, round this week, good job, because I would have forgotten if I had, um, there's been no change to the overall leaderboard. So I thought we'd give a little shout out to uh, some regular viewers, previous guests, etc. Um, so you've got Cohen Griffith, ex-Cardiff City legend, is in fourth place overall. Owen Jones, Craig, uh, Owen, Owen Jones, sorry, who I just saw in the chat. He's seventh. Craig Sullivan, 11th. Will Melush, 19th. Donna Perry, 28th. Very respectable. James Costley, 34th. Rye is in the top 50 at 48th. 
Uh, our very own Andy Campbell is 56th. Gavin Gordon, 65. Andy Legg, 67. Rob Boyle, 72. Willie Boland, the man responsible for my for my for my marriage, is uh, 76. I am just behind him in 77th, Rodri. Lee Jarman is 82nd. And the late comer, Rodri Giggs, at 88th. Next round is uh, tomorrow at uh, 3 p.m. So do uh, check that out. I should say, Roger, you're 88. You came in late. So you how, many, how many did I miss? I missed about eight. I'd have to go back and check. I think you must have missed at least the first five games. And also, you've forgotten a couple of rounds. Mm. So you're only, I think, what did I say? Eight. I think you're like a, cu- a couple of spaces behind me. But obviously, I'm, I'm the standard for everyone. Everyone, uh, you know, is trying to beat me. 77th. Whew, what a, what a, I'm ecstatic. I'll, ca- I'll catch you right in the season. No I'm problem. Mid, I got no doubt about that. I am, um, like, I'll be, if I don't finish bottom, I'll be happy, basically. <laughs> Set the standards, mate. We're going to talk a bit about standards and uh, and whatnot, I would imagine, in a minute. But um, obviously, I'm going to ask you about uh, Manchester United Liverpool last week, my friend. Um, we can't avoid it. Um, but before we talk about that, because that's going to be quite a lengthy conversation, I wanted to talk about a few other little bits and pieces. Um, the first one being, I don't know if you saw uh, Ryan Reynolds and um, I forget the name of the other guy off. Um, uh, Rob McClenny, uh, obviously the owners of Wrexham, did an interview with um, Sky Sports. And um, they were like, you know, basically saying we want to get to the Premier League. We realise it's going to take a lot of time, but the structure's there, the funds are there, the organisations, everything's in place at the club. It's just a case of doing the business on the pitch. Now, I've got to say, I find I find them quite refreshing anyway, because they're not like your normal chairman who's kind of giving it Billy Bullshit, for lack of a, a better term. They're all like it, aren't they? Simon Jordan, Daniel Levy, they all kind of are in that same mould of telling you nothing while saying a lot. Um, like long term, do we think Wrexham could you know just get back to where they were in you know in talking like League One, League Two? Do you think that's a realistic ambition for them? It all depends on how much money they're willing to pump in. You know, it's all right bringing bringing views and bringing people. It's all about you know what kind of money you've got involved because there's you know there's some big clubs there now in, in League. Two league one, even in the uh, the, the national league, you know, it's a big club, big clubs in there. Yeah. So, yes, not true. many of them have got the same amount of money, have they? Like Ryan no, Reynolds. No, no, it's no, they just have just ridiculous amount of money. Why is that money as well? Of course. You've got to put it in the right way, but it look like they're, they're getting involved with the community and, and and so on. So, yeah, it can only be good for Exxon when when someone of that ilk. It doesn't matter if they know nothing about football. They, they seem passionate about the club and, and they're getting involved with the locals as well, which will go down well. So, yeah, it's can only bold well. One of the things, um, I don't know if it was this week, I think it was a previous interview, but I noticed that they did say that they were going to bring in football people, people, not just um, people who know football, but people who know Welsh football. And I think that's what you need, isn't it? When you've got like a, a rich owner and look, compared to the, some of the Premier League owners, even Ryan Reynolds is not that rich, but like for whatever were they in the, the conference, um, you know, they are they're they're very rich owners for, for the level they're at at the moment. Um, but it was refreshing to hear that they were going to bring in not just football people, but people who know Welsh football. Obviously, they've got to back that up now and 
and do so. But like you say, good signs that they're getting involved with the community as well. Because to me, that says that they're not just viewing it as just a business to try and make money long term. They want to improve it and improve the area and all that sort of stuff. Um, look, I, as a Welsh football fan, and you won't hear me say this very often, I would love nothing more than for Wrexham to be back up in you know, League One, League Two. I would love it if Wrexham were in the got to the championship. I would love all all the Welsh clubs, Newport, Wrexham, Cardiff, um them to be in the championship altogether. That'd be amazing to me. But well, it's it's always been a big club. I remember when we used to get um you know Mickey Thomas made scoring that goal yeah, against but, Arsenal. I remember playing for for Bangor. we used to play him in the Welsh Cup and it was always a big game for us because he's you know playing at Wrexham and so and then playing, watching uh, the Wells team at Wrexham all the time back in the day. They used to play there all the time. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's a big club. And like I say, it all bodes well. Yeah, like Will says there, he says, good on them for trying, but it'll take at least 15 to 20 years to get to the Premier League from where they are. That, I think that's probably a fair shout, isn't it? And well, you, then... look, you look, at, look at Salford now. They're pumping millions into it. And the bottom of the league too, it's not easy. You know, no. you've got to get it right. You can't be, you know, you can't say one thing and then do another. You've got to give managers time. You can't be sacking them every two just, minutes. Did you see uh, Monday Night Football, Guy Neville was on there? And I thought, do you know what? I gave him so much credit because apart from the fact that I think him and Kyle are the best two pundits, what he does, what you get with Guy Neville is he will give you 100% honesty. And he, when he was talking about Solskjaer and managers pressure and being sacked and stuff like this, he even said, "I sacked the manager last year, six games in or something like that." Well, exactly. Um, that's just and he, he admitted he made a mistake, didn't he? Yeah, but like, that tells you his heart's really on his head. He doesn't listen to his own advice. Yeah. Well, so, to listen to your own advice, you wouldn't have done that if it was a Manchester United manager. So why are you doing it? If it's because it's you're the owner. You know, he's, he likes middling, and you know, sometimes you've just got to listen to your own advice and. You know, yeah, yes, he's man enough to make a mistake, but you know, with his experience, he shouldn't have made that mistake. Especially yeah, with people, especially the people around him. He's got four others that have been the same, same experience, so and they all come to the same conclusion. I'm pretty sure it's not him just making the, the, the choices. They all discuss it, and, and you no, know, he's the one that that put, puts the hammer down. Unfortunately, yeah. but yeah, you know, listen to advice, like. We mentioned there about like um, like the amount of money and how much money will Ryan Reynolds and Rob McClaney put in. That will ultimately be the decision on how fast they move up. Because like Salford, they you know they raced up the non leagues, didn't they? They just kept winning the title after title after title, and then as soon as they've hit League Two, that's where they've seemingly sort of hit a bit of a wall. But like realistically, just a ballpark figure, I guess. How much money have they put into Salford? From the, when they bought the club, <clears throat> well, ten years ago to this to this day, I oh, was man, I was manager of Salford City Football Club, and the wage bill was eight hundred pound a week. So that was for all the staff, all the managers. It did start on fourteen hundred, but like Salford always used to do, they probably won't mind me for saying it, but I'm going to tell them the truth. They, they, dropped, they dropped the wage that we knew we weren't going to get promoted. Or it, it, they had an issue for it, and they did mm. that. And then you just lose players mentally. You know, even if it's 10, 15%, I've seen it so many times at non league when people drop the wages. 
So, and yeah, and Salford did that. We still carried on. We still got them highest they ever did it in the four or five years. They're always in a relegation fight. I come in in October with, they had three points and we ended up mid-table after four or five years being in relegation fights every year. And now look at they're spending millions. So the, the whole ground is transformed. It's all, of, you know, it was a, it was an old stadium. It was 100 years old. It was just a concrete stadium, just one little stand. Mm. Now it's a nice little stadium. Still, it's not in the heart of Salford. It's out of the way. And it's probably not big enough. So they're going to probably go to the rugby stadium, which is still not in Salford. It's in Trafford, but, you know, it's a bit bigger. And they'll probably end up going there. Does that piss the fans off, like the people who go and watch Salford, that it's not in Salford? You just get more support. You just get more. You just get more support. If it was in the heart of Salford, say where the Willows was, where Salford old rugby play, rugby um, ground was, it was right in the middle of Weest, right in the middle of the heart of Salford, and then mm. knock that down and put that into housing. So, yeah, and then built that one next to the Trafford Centre, which is Salford rugby ground, which is again not in Salford. So, and Salford City is a big, big place. So, yeah, mm. pretty sure they could have found somewhere. You know, it's very difficult now because, you know, everywhere you look, there's houses, houses flats and everywhere mm. going up. But there were, there were spots, but, you know, they've probably just gone for the cheap option. You know, they've not come in for the love of Salford. Let's get it right. They've come in to do what they're make, doing. Make money. Yeah, uh, make, make, no, I'm pretty sure they're not making money at the minute. Yeah. They're going to make a little bit, but not a lot, if not any. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a project for them, so... And they're doing good stuff in the community as well. The University of '92 is 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 really good. So and and uh, they've got a women's team now. They've got a very good youth system. So you know they are doing really good stuff as well. That was my next question, actually. Were they or are they like what's their youth system like? Because one thing I think up until probably the last two or three years that Welsh league clubs miss out on a lot was young talent who don't get picked up by Cardiff or Swansea. Like, there's so many talented footballers who slip through the net because they get told no at, like, 10, 11. By the time they're 16, they're proper players, but Cardiff so what you, already what you've, got, what you've got now, you've got universities that, that have academies and right. they obviously do it's they do education as well. So, it's, yeah. so they, they have classes in the morning then they play football in the afternoon or vice versa. That's what, what I did when I was at FC United. There was, they had classrooms on the site at the ground, which is brand new ground, which is Andy. And then we trained with them. So we had, I had 35. So we had the first years, you'd have them train in the morning. And then the second years, we'd be doing school work. And then after lunch, it was vice versa. And you just nice. do it like that. But then, you know, it's so hard to Salford and and FC United because you've got Rochdale, you've got Oldham, you've got Manchester United, you've got Manchester City, Preston. you've got Preston, you've got Bolton, you've got Macclesfield now that have come into the scene, you've got Stockport, so you've got a really lot of teams. So it's difficult now for Salford, so they're going that route. But eventually, they'll obviously, I think they might have an academy now, like a youth system. Mm. But that's the way forward. That's where they probably wreck some or probably go. You know, in long term, if they're there for long term. Yeah, no, because I think with Wrexham, you can pick up players around the Chester area, Liverpool, places like that. Like, there's a lot of, they got a big net, especially because in some ways, Wrexham is quite isolated from Cardiff and Swansea. 
like down in North Wales. I know there's other clubs down there, which are obviously North Wales clubs, but Wrexham's the biggest club down there. No, but even they... inside, like to Newtown, Westpool, Kazoo, in further in, you know, this, you know, it's, it's plus the travelling they've got to do, and you mm. know, so you, there's some players that and just end up playing the League of Wales because it is a very good league, you know. Oh yeah, I, uh, I, but you're just not going to get. And then hopefully you get seen there, but you know it's, it's, it's difficult. But there are so many players in that league of Wales that could could easily play in the, the league. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I think Cardiff and Swansea particularly uh, have missed out on really having a look in the Welsh league to see if there's any players down there who are, who can do a job. I feel like they don't do that enough. Um, Will Malyush, um, he says Ryan Reynolds and Rob. Uh, a mega millionaires. They had some tech company which they sold for serious money. Oh, don't get me wrong. I know they are loaded. I get that. But what I was referring to is if you compare them to the Newcastle owners or the Man City owners, they're not even in the same ballpark. So no, they're not whilst... billionaires, are they? They're no. multi-billionaires. They're not billionaires. It's different. No, no. Yeah. Poor. Poor mate. Poor <laughs> 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 Right, mate. We, had, we mentioned a little bit. Um, a certain Mr. Solskjaer is under pressure. Um, I watched an interview with him literally about half an hour ago from today. He was not happy. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but apparently some journalists printed something about Paul Pogba, which was basically complete and utter rubbish. Um, and they kind of twisted his words and stuff like that. Solskjaer was very uh, defensive of Pogba in that regard. But he also said, oh, it's been a good week. Um, we've been working hard, blah, blah, blah. But to me, if they go out and beat Spurs 3-0 tomorrow, right? That's I find that almost more insulting to the fans that they couldn't get up for the Liverpool game. Because that, make no mistake, mate, in my opinion, that was one of the worst Manchester United performances I've seen in many a year. And against their biggest rivals, I thought tactically they were terrible. Um I thought individually they were even worse, by the way. And I think this is the problem with football in many ways. And we talked about it a bit the other week with Cardiff. The players kind of, they, they always get a free pass. It's the manager who gets sacked. It's the manager who gets the abuse. The manager who's under pressure. But why isn't Harry Maguire under pressure? Why isn't Paul Pogba under pressure? Why isn't Ronaldo under pressure? The, all these players let their team down last week. The only ones I'd probably excuse is the likes of Mason Greenwood and like those kind of younger players. The rest of them, I thought, were pretty much a disgrace. But that's from the outside. I want to no, know I dis- what I it's I disagree like with you. Mason Greenwood. You know, Mason Greenwood's going up in Manchester United. You should know what Liverpool Manchester United is all about. Okay. So he's one of the ones that should be working out and running about more. So mm. I disagree with you there. He should know, each more than anyone, should know what Manchester United yeah. Liverpool is all about. Yes, he's young, but. Yes, you, you you get up for it, and yeah, there's no there's no excuse. And every single player, I don't think you can name one player. What player? You can't name one player. It was was it worse than Man City? Worse since six one? I think it was worse than that because I was watching the game. Bruno Fernandes had an early chance, and then they scored. And just by looking at it and looking the way they were playing, you just think. I just text my mate saying this is going to be a mask of this. Mm. And, well, we uh, said on Friday it could be like painful, like because <clears throat> the way United had played in the games before. It's just, it's just naivety, but you know, the naivety by the manager, 
you know, uh, players not putting a shift in. You know, you've got to, you can't be that open against a team that are better than you. It's just simple as that. You just can't. It doesn't matter if you're at home or not. You have to keep it nice and tight, nice and solid, and, you know, drop a few players, upset a few characters. Who gives a shit? You're the manager of Manchester United. You've got to show your authority and don't care who's in the changing room because you, you won't be if you carry on acting the way you're acting. So, yeah, you just put too many players that they're letting down. And, you know, you know, Jesse Lingard must be thinking, what the hell have I got to do to get in this side? Because that's what it needed, people like him getting about the pitch. No, just I thought it. tactically they were terrible, man. Mate, they yeah, just they, yeah, they were. it was a non-existent trap. There's three midfielders getting. It's just they're all professional footballers. Please don't yes. tell me that they, they, they play. That's the manager's fault. They played that badly. Yes, it, it was wasn't the best tactically, but the players let him down massively. Maguire, sure. You know, Wambasaka week after week, I haven't seen a good cross from him in two years, three years, yeah. since Emmy's been there. Yes, he's great defending, but I'll say it again, he crosses the ball like he's got flippers on. He's mm-hmm. shocking as a as a cross of the ball. So, yeah, it's, you know, but, you know, if they do win against Tottenham, you know, it's... The problem is, it, they ride a wave, don't they? They have a bad result. They'll come back and have a couple of good wins. Well, not really, the, side, because the, the last, the last goes, five weeks, four weeks, they've been getting beat. On, they? they haven't got a yeah. result. So, yeah. I don't, they, you know, they at this, yes, they started well. And does if Fernandez scores a goal, what, you know, what happens? But, yeah, defensively, and the the the, 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 the thread of Tomine, <laughs> no, they're not good enough. Well, mate, like, i got to say, I said, uh, I think it was on episode three of, of our show that I felt like um, Salah was the best footballer in the world at the moment on form and look, he was quality but United just gave him so much room to just run through um, and I think it was Craig just said there was one of the goals where the referee outpaced the United players tracking back you, like the one th- we talked about this last week mate the one thing would you expect from your football team as a fan is that the players try and give 100%. That's the bare minimum. And I think there was too many of those players who didn't really... <clears throat> well, I remember when he came in and he said, you know, no one should be work- out working a Manchester United team. Nah, 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 blah, blah, blah. What's happened to that? Because we're 17th, 18th most hard-working team in the league. So what's happened to that in the last two or three years? As you Why hasn't that been picked up? they got so many stats. Why is yeah, it like... exactly so that that's the book stops with him when and then kind of stats come up, it doesn't look good. The coaching no. staff, they're not experienced, you know, it go back to you know, this is an elite, elite football team. Why have you got a novice as a manager? And he, yeah. he you know, it's he's got problem, proven though. wrong. He's got to prove him wrong and he's got to come out fighting. But his team have got to come out fighting too because they're letting down massively. Massively. To get beat off them, oh, my God, is a disgrace. So, and you know, it like, was, uh, it, the true United fans there singing, chanting till the end. Yes, you'll get that support, United. Yes, you'll get the scum fan cams who want us to get beat and all that. Absolute scum. They're not Man United fans. Most of them are Tottenham fans or Forest fans or whatever. They don't represent Man United. They're doing it for the money. They're talking crap. If they're saying to 
me or saying putting it on social media. I want to get beat for the manager. And please, just yeah, it's just just idiots. Yeah, I've never really got that. Like, understood the the mentality of wanting your team to lose to get rid of a manager or whatever it may be. Ridiculous, isn't it? Idiots. They don't know nothing about football. Nothing and nothing about the tradition of the football club to support him. So they're idiots. There's a lot of Premier League clubs. Man United is probably the worst for it. Who have got fans who have got like two clubs. And then they'll, they've got YouTube channels with millions of views. And I'm not naming anyone. Good for them. You know, crack on. Do your thing. I've said that all along. I, I, I'm happy. I'm happy for everybody to do what they want to do. And what they want to put out is up to them. But there's too many who... They support Man United. They've got a Man United channel. They clickbait the hell out of it. Get millions of views. But they also support whoever. Forest, Reading, whatever. And it's like... It feels very much like you're just monetizing clickbait because United's got so many fans. Um, look, uh, Will Melius says there, Ollie is a nice guy, but he's a useless manager in my opinion. He says when he was at Cardiff, it was basically a coin toss for who would play. No tactical awareness. I think he's got better because I think what people got to realise, yes, they got absolutely dicked on Saturday, but he's also, in the last couple of seasons... In some of the bigger games against Man City, Liverpool, etc., in the league, Chelsea, they've he's got it tactically right, and they've put on good performances. It's actually been the so perceived lesser teams that they've had a bit more trouble with. So I don't think, I don't think he is the same manager that he was at Cardiff City. I do think he's improved, but he's also got a different class of player to pick from. I also think I agree with what Jamie Carragher said on Monday that. The squad United have got, if you put Klopp in, t- in charge of that squad, they would be right up, bang up there because they have the players. The centre midfield is a problem, of course it is, because you mentioned the stats, mate, and they're getting outworked. But you look at, you've got McTominay, Fred and Matic and then Pogba. And, but those three, you're like, two of those are going to play as you're holding midfield. There's no legs there. So who's going to do the running? It's it's a problem, but I don't know. Like, do you think like they they will stick with him till the end of the season, no matter <clears> what? Yes, yes. And you know, people say why you know why to get rid of him now because Manchester United are trying to uphold like the tradition and not be like the rest. Mm. Uh, and that, that that's it. And you know, he's earned the right to see how do well. I think he'll do it. No, I won't. But from where he's took it, from where we were to where we are now, he has made us a better team. He's brought better players in. And I've always said that I don't think he's tactically inept. But he's, I hope he proves me wrong. Prove me wrong. I hope he does. I plead, plead with me. I hope he does. But, you know, he's just got to give him to the end of the year and see if he can pull out of it. It's not a good trade when you're getting beaten semi-finals and you're getting beaten finals and then you get... You come second and then you get three players that arguably strengthen you and, and you in your best your worst off team. So yeah, just you know, and he's in his third year, which the team should be getting better, not worse. You know, philosophy, the way of playing, players running for him, working for him, and not being the lowest working rate team in the league and being more where they should be. So they got Tottenham tomorrow. Then they got Atlanta and then Man City and then Watford. Like, 
if they lose all four of those games heavily, you still don't think they will sack him. Say again. So if they lose to Tottenham, Atlanta and Man City, three on the bounce and they lose relatively convincingly, you don't think that they'll get rid of him, even if they lose those big games? Difficult decision. It's difficult. I know they because, don't want to because if that's the pressure that's, will be too much. If, that, if that's happening, then basically he's got to go, isn't he? Yeah, if you get beat on all in three games at Tottenham, Atlanta, who? Man City. Man City he's being got, the he's third got one. Win, he's got to win two of them, at least two. Yeah, I mean, we and said so we'd make McCarthy. Just, next, otherwise, the pressure's going to start mounting, mounting. Yes, you've got a Watford game, but then you've got Chelsea around the corner as well. So, yeah. So, Can you imagine what that Chelsea team would do to that if United play like they did against Liverpool? Yeah, especially, you know, if Lukaku's having a little rest, he comes back being fit for that game. You know, he's going to want to, you know, bully, absolute bully. You know, he's going to absolute sit on the wire. That is a certainty. So, God. I'd be more worried about if he gets up against Lindelof, mate. Um, you know, Maguire so... needs to sort himself out. You know, he's been brilliant. I, people have been questioning about he's been brilliant for us, but since he's come back, he just doesn't look fit, doesn't look right. No, but I think they rushed him back, didn't they? Because uh, Varane was injured. But he's got to... If you're declaring yourself fit, you've got to do the business, haven't you? You exactly. can't hide exactly. behind that. Um, Craig Sullivan says, is the problem the manager, or is it the coaching staff, Fergie always had the best number twos available um, and they worked on the training ground to improve the team. And like Fergie did, he had some of the number twos he had were just incredible. But one of his num- former number twos, very successful when Mike Phelan is part of Ollie's team. He was so never really a number he two. He wasn't one of the more successful ones, though, was no, he? No, but he wasn't an, his number two, was he? It was never really his number two. It, you know, number two was Carlos Quiroz, Carlos Quiroz, Steve McLaren, uh, Walter Did Smith. Did they have Walter? I was going to say Walter Smith was there for him, and we'll talk about Walter Smith in a minute, mate. But um... Walter Smith, um, who else was there? Archie Knox, you know, proper top coaches. Proper footballers, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike Feeling. I don't remember Mike Feeling. I thought he was just, uh, number just, two just, towards the end. He always just be there, be short. Somebody, I don't think he's <laughs> ever seen him as uh, coach. Anything, you know, he's he's uh, too busy on Twitter these days, I think, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Gavin, we are, I am seeing your comments, mate. Um, I don't know what is why you're saying that to you, I'm afraid. Um, but I'm seeing them, so crack on. Keep, keep them coming. Um, it's going to be interesting because they've got some really hard games, mate, coming up. So it's going to be the pressure's only going to build. But that's what they you want. No, Tottenham usually it's been a, a good place for us to go. So you know they're not playing great either. So it might suit us as well being away from home. No, these big players man up. No, you've mm. got to perform. This is at Manchester United. No, no, he- no. In the interview he did today, he did make a good point. He said, or he said, his words were, "I've had two or three crises at my since I've been United coach, and I've steered the club through all of them." And I was trying to pinpoint which crises. One of them would have been when they went out of the Champions League, I'm guessing, um, but I couldn't really pinpoint where else he was talking about. He's had some tough times, of course, rough times since he's been the manager of Man United, but. I think, do you know what I just think? I just think overall, I just think he's kind of run his course now. If they want to now, I think he's steadied the ship. He's brought in a better quality of player. He's brought back 
the kind of young signing of younger footballers and quality footballers. He's got rid of some of the de- some of the deadwoods. I just think maybe it's run its course in terms of he's taken them as far as he can take them. And now they, if they want to kick on, maybe they have got to go elsewhere. And that's not necessarily like him failing. Like, I just think he's taken them as far as he can to his ability as a manager. Does that make sense? No, I'm, yeah, I agree, I agree to a certain extent, yeah. Um, so we mentioned um, Walter Smith right there. Um, he was at United for a, a short period as a assistant manager, wasn't he? He was only brief um, before he was then back in the Scotland job. But um, just talk to us a little bit about sort of Walter Smith and and what an incredible management um, in terms of, especially in Scotland, like one trophy after trophy with Ever- Ever- uh, Everton, with Rangers, had a good little four-year stint at Everton, Scotland manager at all age groups. Um, but yeah, talk to me a bit about him, mate. Pay, pay a bit of a tribute to the man. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's obviously a really good bloke. You can see that by the by the tributes. But uh, you know, I never really met him myself. But you know, some of the stories. I think the the, the, the main one that you got heard about was the Ronaldo one, where they was getting sick of him in training, so he um, he banned fouls. He said, "Right, no, no, no fouls. Do what you want." And so, yeah, they just started fucking booting Ronaldo, just booting him. And so, <laughs> like, three or four weeks down the line, he's thinking, forget this. Passing it, started passing it, moving, passing it, moving, and, and he's scoring more goals. Oh, what's going on? And then there you have it. And so, that was, but that was at the point where yeah, Ronaldo, was, Ronaldo wouldn't release it. Was it was like he... Was that when Ronaldo was kind of running down blind alleys in the earlier days? And he yeah, wasn't releasing the ball. He'd been there for about a year and he was all these tricks and blah, blah, blah. So you, you got Paul Scholes and Roy Keane just booting you and just, just pass yeah. the ball off. You, <laughs> you know, he's obviously a smart kid and picked it up and yeah, used his talents and, and you know, the rest is history, as they say. But that was down to Walter Smith by just, you know, letting play do good coaching, letting players figure it out. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, obviously, like our thoughts with his family, his friends, everything like that. But uh, a truly great man in uh, Oh, yeah, but I remember being in Scotland as well at that time. And I was a big, obviously, Rangers fan. The team they had, talking like Brian Loudre, uh, Gascoigne, McCoy, or oh, they had a lot, they had uh, Andy Gore and Padden. Proper footballers. They oh, are, they had they? a real. A, um, it was the, the, the midfielder. They had really good players and a really good team. And I remember winning, like, going for nine and nine on the row and they got nine in the row. don't think they got the tenth. But, yeah, it was a real, real good team and proper, proper football guy. And a really nice man by the sound of it. But someone mm. you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of either. But, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, Craig says there, lots of guy. good stories from Walter um, from both sides of Glasgow, which you don't always find, do you, is... No, there's exactly. not many guys. No, no, exactly. And you get all the people tributing from, you know, the Celtic people who, who, who rightly so as well, because that's the type of guy he was. And yeah, well, you don't really get that with Celtic and, and Rangers because they're, you know, they're fierce rivals, but just shows how much of a guy. Um, so we got a couple of questions made there for the people have asked of you. Um, in regard to United, 
So, uh, Reese says, got, got the card? Oh, go on, go on. Reese, just to get these Man United questions and then we'll move on to the Cardiff one. Uh, Reese says, uh, what are United's expectations through this season from now? They're well behind City, Chelsea, Liverpool, so surely fourth spot is the target um, and they're on course to achieve that as others will drop away. Like, why... What's who, the bare minimum? Uh, Reese said that. Yeah, Reese. Uh, yeah, when you're at Manchester United, you don't think of anything else but winning the league until it's mathematically possible. Impossible. I know it's going to be a stretch, but that's the mindset you've got to have when you play for Man United. Playing for four, if you might as well hit the yeah, Arsenal. Well, that's yeah. what people have criticised Arsenal for years through, and they was that they just yeah that won't, happen, that won't happen in Man United if it, if it does, they'll get shut down pretty quickly. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, Craig says, "Do you think if Fergie's choice of David Moyes was given the amount of time that Ollie's had, he would have been a success and brought success to the club?" It's mm. a difficult question. That he's, mm. I don't know. You can see what he's doing at West Ham, so he's obviously a good manager. But it's different set, different class of players that he's dealing with. Yeah, I think United. One of the problems he had was that he upset the likes of Ferdinand and Vidic quite early in his run. So I think once you upset those senior players who still had a lot to offer, it's a difficult change. It's difficult to to get that changing room on side, especially as a new manager replacing Fergie and stuff like that. He especially might have, when you, especially when you've got a CV of no winning nothing. Yeah. And all those players had been winning year in, year out. It's difficult, isn't it? Um, league winners, Champions League winners. Wee Davy comes in with nothing in his trophy cabinet. But then Lorna uh, compares Moyes to, to, to she says, uh, same as Pellegrini when he came into Man City. He didn't, wasn't shown the same, wasn't shown the respect. Uh, and they obviously they announced Pep as new manager before. Pellegrini left and stuff like that, but in my, I would argue that Pellegrini had a better CV than David Moyes. So, like, oh um, yeah, of course. Managed Real Madrid. Managed Real Madrid. No, we Davy was at Preston, Everton. Yeah, yeah, it's different <laughs> levels, isn't it? Preston or Everton, Real Madrid, or what else was the other Spanish side? What was it? Real, Real Sociedad. Yeah. Sociedad, like I think, or might have even been Zaragoza. I can't remember. I, my memory yeah, is well, no, shocking. Yeah, no, it was Zaragoza, right, yeah. So, Reese, in response to your thing about the, uh, United have to aim for the title and nothing more, he says, but United are nowhere near the level of City, Chelsea, Liverpool on the pitch. Right, so they've got, they've got to be that. realistic. What, what do you do? Go, OK, no, forget it. Let's give yeah. up. Throw the top, let's just give up. We'll go for four. No, you keep fighting and keep, you because know, football is a funny game. You never know. Someone get a couple of injuries, someone had a bad result. You know, Chelsea can beat City, Liverpool can beat City, Liverpool beat Chelsea, vice versa. So, so you know, and, and, you know, it only needs one signing, one good midfielder next month. Or, you know, if, uh, maybe a new manager comes in, and, and we've seen it before, a new manager comes in, like Solskjaer, the only one, 19 on the bounce. Mm. So, and they've got the players to do that. They've got Ronaldo. They've got a lot of good players there still. So it can happen. But is it going to happen by the looks of it right now? No. But what do you do? Just say, oh, let's yeah. play for four. For... No, it's massively. We can still win the league and we still get the Champions League. We still I mean, win the FA Cup. Um, there's eight points behind Chelsea at top. 
like Blackburn and Leeds yeah, won the league. Nine games, me. nine, ten games in. Like, yeah, I mean, Blackburn yeah. won. Was it Blackburn or Leeds won the league from like 14 points behind yeah. um, the one year? And it was only like. Newcastle, Newcastle we was down oh, 12 points in January. We, we beat them by five points. So, mm. yes, it's not. Yes, the City and Liverpool are a better quality. But if Liverpool lose Van Dyke, they're screwed. If, you know, if Liverpool lose, you know, see how Chelsea got on, we know. Early Kaku did well on the weekend, but you know, see how they do with a couple few more games. And you know, with City, City, they're just like a well oiled machine. I think they're just going to keep rolling on. So they're the, they're the worry, City. Uh, yeah, Cade says Fergie did not look happy in the uh, in the crowd, which, yeah, but he's not going to, is he? You know, no. they're his arch enemies. That's what he come into the job and he had, he had a purpose, what he was doing to, to overpaw their league wins. And he's done that. And then you know, but he's had some dark days at Old Trafford too, so he knows what it's like. You know, mm. he's, what's he going to do? Look happy? He's not going to miss yeah. it. Yeah, not going to be laughing and joking. Yeah. but you know, it doesn't help with him being around. And but he's, Gary, he's get, but he's going to be there. He's, you know, remember Matt Busby? He was always there when Ferg was there. That, that could have been daunting. I remember, you know, he used to say he could always smell his his smoke of his pipe when he come in mm. the ground, so he knew he was in here. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's and the players around are always going to have the say, you know, parts goals or this guy Neville. So, yeah, he's just got to put up with it, mate. Yeah, it's a big job. It's one of the biggest jobs in the country. So, it's interesting. He's under pressure. He's under pressure. He is big time. Because... Uh, Gary Neville said the same as me. Ant- uh, Ant- Antonio Conte is not a good fit for United. No. Uh, do, do you do you agree with that? Like I oh, said, be, that a for, me, ago, it'd be, it'd be, for me, it'd be a no-brainer. I don't care what his Liverpool connection. Be Brendan Rodgers. Interesting, that is, mate. I think Brendan Rodgers is one of the best young managers, and I count him as young. You know, he come at Liverpool, and he was that far away from you know with with that squad. Yeah, he's a good coach. He's a really, really good coach. And, and I tell you, know, you something, mate. Brendan, if you had Brendan Rodgers in, say, like in the next couple of weeks, and in January, the first thing he would do is sign a top class midfielder, holding midfielder. Yeah, he'd probably, probably get to Lumens or well, player he is, by the way. Like yeah. him a lot. Um, right. Uh moving away from United a little bit, mate. We'll finish off the show, I think, with the um talking Cardiff City's new manager. Before we do that, uh Newcastle United, as we knew was gonna happen, linked with every name under the sun. But one name which really caught my eye, and I was like, could they do that? And that was Eden Hazard linked to Newcastle, mate. Do you see that one as a possibility? Madrid need to get rid of some players. He's not setting the world on fire in Madrid. Could he oh, do yeah. a Newcastle definitely. for four hundred grand a year uh, a week? Definitely. But I think yeah, he's an definitely, option. Definitely, you know, it'll, it'll win you some matches. But you know, he's going to be there for one reason, one only, one reason, one reason only to get paid. So you know, he's not there. The, the most mobile of, of people, you know, it, it's, his work rate's not up there, but, you know, if you get him in the right areas and you get him motivated, you'll do some damage him. Uh, yeah, like his agent apparently has been in contact with Newcastle and, and offered him, uh, offered Newcastle the chance to sign him. Um, one report I read said that he would want between 350 and 400 grand a week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. His, his agent's looking at their owners going, 320 billion? Yes, go. Grand. 
Boom. The thing is, a mid right, he could go there, four hundred grand a week, go there for eighteen months, do well, do not well, doesn't really matter, make millions, and then go back to Chelsea to finish his career or whatever. Like unreal, mate. I really are oh, just. But again, uh, the names which caught my eye was him, Ling uh, Lingard was linked again, Aaron Ramsey was linked. So these are the players I think will probably end up going there. And I'll tell you what, mate, you add in January, say, if you added Ramsey, Hazard and Lingard to that Newcastle squad, Newcastle could get in the Europa League this year. Easy, <laughs> mate. Where are they in the league? No, mate. They no, could. no, 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 no. Where are they in the league? No. The, 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 the third bottom, second bottom. Yeah, mate, they'll win it from there. 39 games gone. As no I had scored 40 goals. No this year. chance. No, no I chance. thought they were a bit higher up. In they, fairness. Will be, they will be mid table comfortably. Yeah, they finished like top 10. It'd be funny if they got relegated, though, wouldn't it? And they just signed like Azad on 400 grand a week. Yeah, it'd be allowed. That would test the uh, the FA's financial fair play regulations. Bring back Mike it? Ashley. Not the Shards, eh? Mike Ashley. Probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't be. Being linked with Derby, mate, yes, Mike Ashley. What do you think of that? Think that'd be a good move for uh, Derby? He's a, he's a steady hand, isn't he? He's not going to spend massive amounts of money, but he's not going to go under either. Better than going under at the end of the day. I yep. think that's one thing. Um, yep. Kind of moving towards Cardiff. Um, I was kind of joking about the Newcastle and Europe thing, by the way. Um, the the pilot or the person who was supposed to be the pilot for the Emiliano Sala um, flight was found guilty yesterday. So basically he was assigned to be the pilot, sort out the flight. He passed it on to someone who was colorblind, shouldn't have been flying at night, all these different things, that regulations that he broke. He pleaded not guilty to negligence and a more serious charge. Even the though all the messages were saying, keep yeah, quiet. Yeah, he texted all the other people on the team. And do you know what stuck out for me, mate, is he texted all those people on the team, referred to the pilot who died, uh, David Ibbotson, called him Ibo. So they clearly, the people he, like the group of people who were texting, they clearly knew this guy, like at least on a semi-personal level. It wasn't, oh my God, he's missing Hope he's found. It, makes it you was. Think how many times they've done this kind of thing? Done it. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. But the balls on him, mate. The balls on him to to um to say not guilty to negligence. Oh, mate, the oh, arrogance is unreal. The is these 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 people of the mindset like uh, are standing on roads, glue in the face of the roads are idiots. Yeah, they just they, don't don't, no, don't care, mate. They? No, they, no, they just live in their own world and they have got no. I hope he, go, yeah, I hope he goes to prison else. for a long time. But I think he, I said to my missus last night, I think he will get a suspended sentence. Whatever he gets, he'll get like three years in prison, but suspended. I want him to go to prison for the maximum, which I think is either five or seven years. Get him in there because what he did resulted in two people dying. You can't get away from that. No. Um, and I hope that once he's sentenced, I hope that the authorities, the police, whoever, go after the agent and his son involved in it as well because they were just as responsible as that guy. But that is another story which we will talk about uh, just sad, at a later date. Sad, sad thing around the Yeah, mate. It's, it's horrible. Like, so avoidable, mate, is my, mm. what I said to my missus last night. Like, a guy who's just got the biggest move of his life 
he's finally really made it like a multi-million pound deal um uh, a father and a husband who's flying the flight whether he should have been flying it or not is beside the point in terms of a man still lost his life still hasn't been found by the way um like people lose track of that really quick and like that if the fa- hopefully by this guy being sentenced uh, i hope that the families can at least try and move on not i don't mean move on and forget i just mean move on and have some semblance of life without every day being the focus of it it's it's horrifying mate and um, mm-hmm. i feel for him really do um so there's a bit of a disagreement going on in the live chat craig sullivan says he definitely will go to prison Rob Boyle said he's no way he'll see the inside of a prison cell. Um, I don't think that he will. I think he's definitely doing about 18 months, mate. You th- yeah, you're, you reckon he'll do like a quick stint, sort yeah. of, yeah. a year or something. I've just, just, seen, stick- I just seen it. it says something on the back. What does it say on the back? Manscaped, your balls will thank you. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> nicely done. So, um, we haven't, like... We haven't officially started, but from uh, from the start of November, we got a bit of a bit of a sponsorship deal with Manscaped, which uh, we're very happy to have. Um, we will do a, a full ad and talk about the products and stuff when it begins uh, on the eighth, I think it is. But yeah, if you check it out, really, really now would help us out if when we give you the code out on the eighth of November, we need as many of you as possible to get that code and use it. But um. And nice, the good nice, thing is, nice Christmas gift, that. Yeah, mate, hundred percent. Lots of uh, and and they've been the lawnmower four which we're going to talk about uh, on the eighth. Has got the um, it's pro, it's made for women as well, so women can use it. So it's a it's top of the range product, and that's what I like about it is it is genuinely top of the range. So um, really looking forward to telling you guys some more about that, and you get twenty percent off with the code, which we're going to give you as well, which is even better. So uh, do us a favour, support that, use the code as many times as you can, give it to family, get them to use it, 20% off at Manscaped. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit more detail, of course. But, uh, yeah, Rodri modelling the uh, the T-shirts they sent us, as well as the, the products, which we're going to try out, talk about. Um, Cardiff City still uh, haven't got a full-time manager, so they've got um, Steve Morrison's. Uh, Donna, so the, the initial one, that one which I had with Kev, it was kind of like a a tongue-in-cheek one, that was. It was a bit of fun with me and Kev. But um, i got to say, like, I am very happy and proud that Manscaped uh, contacted us because they, you know, they sponsor the biggest podcast in the UK. So the fact that they got in touch was, uh, says we're doing some of the right stuff. So now we need to follow that through by supporting them and, and helping us up. But it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We'll talk about that a bit more in the future, in the, the next week or so. Um, so Steve Morrison, mate, is in charge of Cardiff at the moment. There's uh, some of the names which have been linked. Chris Wilder, uh, Mike Flynn, ex-Newport manager, jo- Jody Morris, uh, my particular favourite. Neil Harris, of course, is in there. Steve Morrison as a full-time manager, maybe. Chris Hewton, uh, Roy Keane, Craig Bellamy, Ryan Lowe. Uh, that was an interesting one for me. Um, but, like, any of those names stick out to you and you think that's the one I want? 
Chris Wilder be a good one. So, here's my take on that. Uh, Craig says Flynn is the odds-on favourite now. So, Flynn, here's my take Flynn, on that. Flynn would be a brilliant actor. I, I, I personally know Flynn. He's a, he's a good lad, done a great job at Newport. I don't know what's going on there, but I won't go into that. But, hmm. yeah, he's, uh, he's done a good job and he's a good manager. He's, you know, he's Welsh. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know he's done a really good job at Newport. Really good job. So I've um, I've heard good that he chance. is. I've heard that he, and this is why I think he's favourite. Is um, I've heard that he's Vincent Tan's choice. Um, like he really likes him. So I think that goes on the way. I hope he gets it because um, yeah, he's good well. Here's my thinking with him. Um, if they appointed Mike Flynn, I'd be excited i'd be a little bit wary but i'd be excited and i'd be happy with it if they appointed chris wilder i'd be less excited but i'd be okay with it my choice and it's only my personal choice would be jody morris or well, Robbie Roy Fowler. i just think because he's been managing australia hasn't he um australia Robbie. india so there's a couple of aspects to it. One of them, one thing which makes me think he would do a good job is he said um, in an interview, I might have even been his book, that one of the only disappointments of his career is that he wasn't quite able to to do the business with Cardiff when he came um, for whatever reason. So it almost like he's got maybe a bit of unfinished business there. I'm pretty and sure he's put his name down to it. You know, he said he's after a coaching job. So mm-hmm. you know, he's got Nicky Butt. Nicky has been linked as well. Yeah, I bet there's loads of people that put a name in for that one, mate. Loads of people. Is Nicky Bat any like decent coach? He's been doing a lot with the academy of Man United, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, but something something went. I don't know what happened there, and he let end up leaving. So oh, he's at, he has left the club completely. Yeah, he left now. Yeah. Um, okay, I didn't know. I thought he was still there. My choice would be Jody Morris or Roy Keane. Um, I know that the Roy Keane one comes with like a little bit of risk, but the thing which kind of there's two reasons which turned me around to it. Um, one was his interview he did with Gary Neville when they went for a walk, and he said he wants like a project for three years to build something special. And also was, I said last week, that I want someone who's got that attitude, like him or Bellamy or someone like that, who's going to go in and change the the mindset of those players who are... There's too many players, and I won't name any of them, but they know we all know who they are, who get a place in that team on their name alone. They're not doing the business, they're not committed, they're not looking after themselves from a physical point of view, and they're just generally not up to the standard that they should be. And that's not talking about their ability, that's talking about their attitude and their application in football matches. And I want someone to come in, whether it's Roy Keane, Craig Bellamy, someone of that ilk personality who will go in and fix that from the first team to the academy. Not Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Why is the academy academy struggling as well? Um, I just think that since they have appointed someone today, actually, uh, I'll double-check who that was now. Bellamy just did an exceptional job at the academy, which we're obviously seeing the, the fruits of now with the first team. And I want someone to do the same thing again. I don't want it to slip. Like, I don't want to go another 10 years like we did from Ramsey to now, where we didn't really have any academy players in that first team. Um, so not, I'm not necessarily saying that there's a problem. 
It's well, a vital I position to have to, to run that kind of, I, I, no, I've done it before. If you give me a, a or and this is not just me, this is you know, people like Craig Bell, Craig Bellamy. You give them the type of people a group of players that you know are talented and have got potential, they're gonna turn them into first team footballers, giving it the time and, and the effort and the work that they're putting into them and, and the knowledge they're giving to them. It's just it's, you know, it's it's not easy, but there's a knack of doing it in the academy, isn't it's not so, easy, but you've got to have the right people there in in, uh, in place like that. So Cardiff appointed uh, David Hughes as their new head of academy today. Um, so that'll be interesting to see kind of how that develops and how um, you know how he does in that. Hopefully he does a great job. I think the things are in well, place. You know, as academy manager, you, you, your job is obviously to to get players, to getting players promoted to the first team. Yeah. There you That's go. It. Cardiff Academy doing brilliant. Top of the league, under 23, seven from seven. Only conceded three goals and most are under 19. As of the yeah, and that's, no, that's the brilliant. That's obviously that the, you've seen the fruits of the work of Craig Bellamy. Like yeah. I say, you need someone to come in and, and keep that good work going. Reese says Bellamy did a great job at Anderlecht Academy, apparently, and got promoted to assistant manager of the first team. Uh, so he must be doing something right. The, my question mark over Bellamy is he left Belgium citing sort of depression and mental health issues. It, the pressure which comes with the Cardiff job, is it the right time for him to take that sort of well, job? it's different when you're in a different country. You know, he's in his yeah, it could, it could have been that he just missed his family, mate. Yeah, it? You know? exactly. It might be a home, home lad or... In a different country, it is it is difficult sometimes. So you know, it, it can be difficult, and you just you know you just want somewhere closer to home, and you just think, do I need to do this? And so you don't know what the mindset is, but it's obviously good at what it does. So yeah, you just need um, to take. Sometimes you just need to take time out and and just gather your thoughts and then go again. Yeah, like Reese says. Uh, preferably would hire a manager who's got contacts with academy players, get some cheap in on loan. Um, he said Flynn, I fear, only knows sort of League Two, really lacked a plan B in games and often blamed the players for the losses, which I think could harm him if he continues that trend. What do you say to that, mate? Uh, well, I've not seen evidence of that really. Obviously, he's, he's obviously seen more of that, but yeah, you know, I just know him really on but, a personal level. So, do you think that? Because he's coming from a lower, like a League Two side, that could like mean that he all his links are in the lower lower leagues. Doesn't necessarily well, no, mean no, that's not the necessarily because he might be speaking to the bigger clubs, looking for the the, the younger players. Or because Newport had a couple of United players on loan. Yeah, so last year uh, or the year before, like I know he, Pool he, and no, that. he was been about, he's been at Wigan, he was at North West, he's been about a bit as well, so he's got some contacts. You know, last time I seen him was at Cheltenham, he was he was guest of Paddy Power in the in the mm. Paddy Power box. So that's the last time I seen him and he was with the the Newport chairman then. So, you know, he, he seemed to get on with them all. Do he's doing a great job and, and so but you, know, you just don't know. You don't know can he can he make that step. Yes, it's a gamble, but you know it is. It's it's an exciting one. Got to like give that. people, yeah. It's got to give our people opportunities, and I yeah, think if you don't give them opportunities, you don't you don't know if they're good enough. So at the end of the day, yeah. mate, I'd rather see him 
doing Mick McCarthy or Russell Plus, Slade. Plus, you know, it always Neil Harris. It always sits right with me when you know there's a Welsh person in a Welsh job. No. Yeah, I so, agree with that, mate. I like it. Um, so it was irritating when you know people uh, playing at Salford, when managing at Salford, trying to get as many local players as possible. Yeah. So because they yeah. understand the club and they and they and they're feeling behind it, don't they? Yeah. They care. Yeah. Ultimately, and that's why when Cardiff were on that run of said lost seven in on the bounce with Mick McCarthy. The players who were still running their guts out was the academy players who had been promoted and the players who were getting paid thousands and thousands of pounds jogging around. Couldn't yeah, this is where I go ship, back like... to the Liverpool game on Sunday. Marcus Rashford, Greenwood, why yeah. are you walking? You should they never walk in the football field. What are you walking for? Mm. So, yes, they're not players that are going to get stuck in, but you know, neither's Mo Salah, neither's yeah. Fabinho, neither's Mane. But they do it. Yeah. A few people saying um, what Bellamy said or said that one of the reasons he left Belgium was uh, when he went to his daughter's birthday party, she didn't recognise him or something like that because he'd been away for so long. Um, and I think she's quite young. So, yeah, it sounds like if that's the case, if, he's, if, he, if, he, just, if he said that, then it seems like it's a... Yeah, you know, if, I, if I had designed a job and I went home and my son said, I'm like... See you later, job. Yeah, like, what, you know what I mean. I don't need the money. I don't need. It. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I back myself. I'm good at what I do. I'll get another job somewhere else. Yeah, you know, my family's more important than any job. And well, that seems what he's done, isn't it? It's yeah, Louis. So, he left Belgium, so. So yeah, maybe. you don't know. The, sometimes you just don't know the ins and outs, and when you, of course, yeah, mostly when you do know him, you know the understandable ones. Hundred percent, mate. Um, and I said from the start when the pressure was on Mick McCarthy. That Bellamy would, I would be happy if he took over the Cardiff job. Um, if because I know you were quite a, com- a, po- a component of uh, the likes of John Terry or someone like that, giving them the job. If you were going to bring in, uh, if you're in charge, you're bringing in a Jody Morris or a Bellamy or um, a John Terry, someone like that. Would you have someone experienced in there as the assistant? Or a director well, that, of football. Well, that, that's down. That's down to them. You're not going to tell a coach how to to kick a football. They picked So when a, when a manager signs, do you? So when you sign, say for so, uh, yeah, if I sign, like if I sign manager of Salford, they're not telling me this is going to be a coach. I'd like to yeah. a bit. Go get yeah. someone else. You bring your own staff in, and who you who you want in. This is where that I, probably Ollie's gone a bit wrong. Is he's not got someone experienced and, and really good at coaching. He's got novices in. So mm. they're, they're going to help him through the, through the tough times. Yes, he's been through tough times before, but you do need that experienced head. So you see it, it like, you know, Glenn Hoddle used to have John Gorman. You know, it goes along the list. All these managers, they have experienced coaches with it. You know, we've, we've already labelled, named Fergie's ones. So, and they're, they're all top coaches. So, yes, it, it's, it, you know, it's key that you have someone experienced. Now, they usually have three or four, but, you know, you, you have a nice young whippersnapper who know all the, 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 the new trends, the new nooks and crannies. And then you have obviously an experienced head, cause it, cause, which is key. Get Bellamy and Roy Keane in there together. See oh, no, no, Can you imagine? That, they're, 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 that, that could kind of clash. That could go wrong quick. Yeah, it? it could go wrong terribly. They should, you know, they should do that big, and big characters and make a reality TV show out of it. Film yeah, it. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? 
They don't, they don't like they don't like the reality TV type them too. No, that's it. Um, I think it's going to be interesting, kind of like um, where they go. I um, I I don't know why. To I look at the list and Jody Morris just seems like the one that I want, and I don't know. I can't explain it. Like yeah, I, she he's got great one. records he's, he's as a coach. Number, he's been in number two. Yes, he's done well with kids, but you know that's a bigger gamble than Flint. So. Don't know why. I just, it's just something I look at it and I just think, hmm, mm. Jody Morris will do good. I, I I might be way off. There are all, all, all the risks. There's no guarantees anyway. So. Yeah, and I think like Lee Bowyer would be on the list, but of course he's not going to leave Birmingham now because he's no. settled there and stuff. No. Um, so, guys, if you've got any questions uh, to finish us off, send them in now. Um, we've got about five, five minutes left or so. Um, we're going to have a quick little look at the, the fixtures for the weekend, mate. Um, as always, we are, I'd like to give our predictions. I predicted, by the way, that Liverpool would beat Man United. Um, but that probably that's the, probably the only prediction I got right in the whole uh, the whole thing, I think. But such is the way. Um, Jody Morris, he can bring Frank Lampard with him. Okay, so let's have a look. Uh, for look fixtures, no wrong one. Fixtures. So some big games over the weekend, mate. Uh, QPR beating Forest at the moment, which is a big one because Forest are on a great run. Um, so we got the first one we're looking at is Leicester versus Arsenal. How do you see that one going? Tough one. At Leicester. Arsenal, 2-1. I'm going to go Leicester, 2-1. Just fancy Leicester. Just Le Leicester, I think, just get so... Um, like, they're so underrated. They just go under the radar all the time. Like, I count them as the... Like, United goes sort of Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, United... Leicester, I put them above Spurs. I put them above Arsenal, certainly. Um, but yeah, um, I've gone off my page. Sorry, uh, Burnley versus Brentford. One one, one one, and I'll go. Um, uh, I'm going to go Brentford for that one. One nil. Uh, Burnley, Brentford, RG goes with the uh, what do you say one all, and I said one nil Brentford. Then we got uh, LFC Liverpool versus Brighton at Liverpool. A tough one. Brighton just started having a crazy, crazy three -nil, season. Three -nil Liverpool. Oh, fancy Brighton to pinch a goal, mate? No. No. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with a, a draw for that one. A draw. The Brighton are just playing the away game in the week, and they've got to go and travel back home and travel all the way up to Liverpool. Oh, mate, we're talking geography for me though. So, how far is Brighton? In time, how far would they have travelled? Brighton to Liverpool is about five hours. Oh, and if they fly, it's, it's probably about an hour. So, yeah. what about? 
so where did uh, they would have travelled? Okay, I might change that then. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> two one. Uh, two they travelled in the week. They played penalties. They got beat on penalties, didn't they? Did they play? Say so, you no. Know. Um, you'd have Leicester. To have so Leicester's a trek as well for them. So they've done a load of travelling. Yeah, yeah I, I geography makes it's shocking. Um, so yeah, I'll go two 0 Liverpool for them. Uh, Man City versus Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace having a, a great season. One so nil Palace. One nil Palace. You, I've noticed you. You've got a tendency to go against Man City, mate. Any reason for that? No, no. Versus... I just think Palace over the last couple of years have had a good, good result. Very good. Uh, that is the only reason. Doing a great, great job. Uh, I got 2 all for that one. Uh, then we got Newcastle United. Haven't signed Hazard yet. Uh, playing Chelsea at Newcastle. Uh, 2 all. 2 all. I'm going to go with... Uh, Out of the box, that one. 3-1 Chelsea. That when I Chelsea are really looking good. Watford versus Southampton at Watford. Well, Watford seem like they've got themselves together now. So they certainly do. They look uh, yeah. Two one. Well. The old Tinker man's got to got to work on him. Yeah, Ranieri, an underrated coach, mate. In your opinion, I'm going. Um, he's, won, he's won the league with Leicester City. Anyone, anyone who underestimates him is an idiot. Idiot, yeah. Two nil, uh, two nil Watford for me that one, and then the five o'clock game: Tottenham Hotspur versus Manchester United. The pressure's on, the heat is four, on, four, mate. Four two for Manchester United. Manchester. Yeah. Four two. Yeah, I think United will win comfortably. Um, Harry Kane still got his tools on. There's the always, so. always goals there. Always. Yeah, it's like there's a wide game there. So I'm, I'm guessing the same. No, I'm going to go 3-2 to United. They're both, they're both not blessed at the back, so United haven't kept a clean sheet all season, so I don't think that's going to change unless they've actually worked on something at the training ground, you know, shape, you know, like you do. But, um, yeah, Tottenham are great either. Yeah, uh, Harry Kane, mate. Since you, so since you said two weeks ago you had a bit of a, a dig at him, down in tools, I've paid more attention. I went back and had a look at some of his highlights for this season, and you're not wrong, mate. He is walking around the place. Um, he has picked up a couple of goals recently, but there's like penalties and stuff. Like, there's something's not right there, you know, whether it's a big problem, whether it's just him being having his nose out of joint because he, you know, he didn't get his move, he won't get what he wanted. But the amount of money he's getting paid by Tottenham Hotspur, mate, he should be doing his job, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. England uh, captain not... as well. Yeah, Jesus. But he's a top professional, mate. Yeah, no, Top yeah. professional. Yeah. No, nice yeah. guy. I know, yeah. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is a nice guy. That professional, he missed his training for a week. <laughs> but it was arranged. Do me right. a favour. And if you notice, the, the, the stories that said it was previously arranged... They all came from like the same journalist. It's almost like they were being fed the information from his. Oh, his, 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 of it. his, his team would have been on damage, damage limit, limitation mode. 100%. Yeah. So that's it. 
Um, then we've got uh, Norwich City versus Leeds United um, at Norwich. Will Norwich finally get it together? 1-0 Leeds. I'm not having Norwich. I'm not going to go for Norwich at all Ever. this season. I've seen them and they are crap. Average. Average, mate. I'm going to go... I'm going to go for a 3 0 for Leeds. I think Leeds are going to give them a bit of a pasting. Um, yeah. And then we've got Aston Villa versus the Hammers. That's a tough one, but I, you know, I got to go West Ham, mate. I think they, they're doing enough still. Um, I'm going to go 2 0 West Ham for that one. Yeah, no, I'm going to go Villa. 2 1. 2 1 Villa. And then the Monday game, the Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Everton at Wolves. Wolves, 2-0. So we've got 2-0 to Wolves. I'm going to go uh, with a, a, a one-all there. Safe. And then um, we'll have a look at the championship. Because uh, people like it. But... Yeah, I don't know what's going on with some of these players. Like they get paid a lot of money and they get upset very, very quickly and very easily. And then suddenly it's Yeah, disappointing. Uh, there's one. There's a comment for you, mate. Owen Jones says Harry came to Newcastle in January. There we go. <laughs> no, Harry Kane wants to leave Tottenham to win. Winning things. stuff. He ain't winning nothing at Newcastle the next three years. I'm sure he's got a figure, mate, where... No, no, him. no, mate, no, he's not. One Just million mate. a week. There isn't a figure. There isn't you don't think? No. If they offered him something upstart, no. completely no. unrealistically obscene. No. A million quid a week, no. Oh, that's mental, mate. But, yeah, I suppose. Um, Stoke City versus Cardiff City at Stoke. That is going to be a very, very tough game for... The Bluebirds and the new management with Steve Morrison. How do you uh, how do you see that one going? Uh, 2-0, Stoke. Oof. You'll be shocked, shocked to know that I'm going to predict a one-all draw. Uh, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. That's the, obviously the way I will go. Now, I think um, I fancy Cardiff will get a draw. I don't know if they'll have enough to be. Stoke have been playing well. Uh, yeah. yeah, they've been playing well. They nearly beat Brentford in the week. So Yeah, they played very well against Brentford. Yeah, right? so I think they're flying there. So they've been well in the league as well. So, no, 2-0. Yeah. On win. New manager, mate. New manager syndrome. You always have a bit of a lift. My wor my worry with Cardiff is the same it was at the start of the season. They haven't got a big enough squad. If they get any injuries and suspensions, it just is what it is. I think they might pinch a point though, and I think a, a point away at Stoke. Do you say you you pinching or you're hoping? Pinching, pinching, mate. Pinch Wrong. He's gonna he's gonna get a point, mate. A hundred percent. Ninety fifth okay. minute equaliser. Smashing. Hopefully, hopefully they do, but you know. Uh, Stoke been I've been Stoke saying Stoke will go up for the last two years and they never bloody do, but I Stoke fancy him. Ninth only lost. Mind you, they lost five games. Yeah, they they, so. they do lose, but they uh Geraint says Cardiff haven't got a midfield, no chance Stoke will win. I yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. Stoke look like they're playing well as well. So Cardiff just gotta keep a clean sheet one of these days. Yeah. 
just one of these days. Keep a clean sheet. Um, Donna says, I've been saying that for the last eight games and Kyle keep losing. Um, she also says, remember to do your super six. Um, yeah, we've got to remember that. I've done mine. I haven't done mine yet, so I've got to do that now after this. Uh, Gaz says, uh, great show, boys. If Rodri could pick any assistant for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now, who would it be? Any assistant Roy in the world, Roy Keane. Interesting one. Do you not? Do you think that would put more pressure on him though? In that Roy Keane would want the manager's job. Yeah, I also think, by the way, Roy Keane has done a good job as assistant manager. If you look at his last couple of jobs with um, Martin O'Neill at Villa and Ireland, he did a good job. They did oh, the, the, as, a, oh, as a duo. Know, Steve Bruce just lost his job. Get Steve Bruce in. Ask Steve Bruce. Bruce, in. do you want? Do you want to, you know, come and help out. Yeah, the, the, your fans will love you. You know, you you come coach us. Come be assistant here. See what he says. Interesting. Interesting. So, what about um? What does Edwin Van der Sar do at uh, Ajax? Isn't he? I think he's the same thing as uh, Darren Fletcher. Not a lot. Just. <laughs> Director of football type thing. Yeah. yeah. Flies the flag. Yeah. Um, Kate Child says he likes your Roy Keane suggestion. Good effort. Yeah. I think that's bad. off the top of your head, mate, as well, because we didn't know the question beforehand. I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good one to pluck out of the, out of the air. No, I get with these uh, class of 92. No, the talk of game on the TV. Come on, then. Get on the coaching. Yeah. Get on the get coach. On get on the coaching pitch and see what you're about. Paul Scholes, Mickey Butt man. Mickey Butt's not probably going back there now, but you know Scholes, Neville. What does Gary Pastor do this uh, now? Don't know. He works. He works for MUTV. Of course, yeah. So like, Gary Neville said he doesn't want a job in football anymore. Does he? he wants to do media. No, you just that's not never gonna happen. But yeah, but you know they've always got something to say. Get on, do it yourself. It's easy sat in the studio, you know, dissecting games. How long did Paul Scholes last at Oldham? 28 days, a month. Was there a reason why he left? Yeah, there was bills, there was eating bills going off, lights oh, going it? out, all kinds oh, of stuff going on, yeah. So, so it wasn't what he was signed off, up for. Yeah, so it was all kinds of shenanigans. But he knew that before he went in, I think. So it just probably worse than he thought. Yeah. Nicky Butt wants Cardiff, not Man United, says Donna. That's why he's. I don't think that's why he's left Man United, but I don't know why he has. But never know. You never know. Cardiff's a big job, mate. <laughs> I just think right. for going in there as a novice. He's not a novice. He's managed kids. Be difficult for him, though, but no, that's the same thing with Joey Morris. Yeah, only like, Joey Morris has you know won the youth cup and has got. A little bit of CV with, with Frank Lampard. So I would, if you offered me now Flynn or Nicky Butt, I would probably take Flynn every day. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think Flynn's more secure, or you can, yeah, you've got to weigh out the probabilities <laughs> yeah. basically, haven't you? And you've got to try yeah. and work out who's what, got what, the best chance of doing a good job. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Um, Gary Cole says Gary Neville has got far too much to say. Uh, well, to be fair, like it's his job, he has to say he's, it. He's, he's, he's and been, I think he's very good and very honest. Yeah, he's, consi he's consistent. He's always had a big mouth, so he's consistent. 
Cardiff's not a big job. It's just the proverbial big jobbies, says Craig. Yeah, I was joking, mate, isn't it? It used to, it should be a big job, should be a big club. Capital City of Wales, like, we should be much bigger and uh, better organised and all these things than we are. We're not. It's just, um, is what it is. Kate Child says, anyone else seen it? It's all over social media. I don't know what you're talking about there, Kate. Um do you think they'll announce Cardiff's manager before Morrison's three games are over if they secure one? No, I think because doesn't the three games take him into the international break? Um, that seemed to be the indication that was that they were going to give themselves up until the international break to make the decision, which makes sense. Yeah, you have to get you have to get it right. There's no rush, no, no point in rushing these things. Oh, you got to, they've got to get if they get this decision horribly wrong. Cardiff can go down, so yep. they yep. have to get it right yep. to make sure they stay up. Um, right, guys and girls, as always, been a pleasure. Appreciate all the comments and questions. Um, please do. Oh yeah, that's Paul Scholes. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that, mate. I found what? That, uh, the oh, he's on about his... Yeah, mate. No, yeah. Uh, Reese David Evans says Rob Phillips on Twitter. Rob Phillips works for BBC Wales, BBC Wales journalist. He says, uh, to clarify, here in Cardiff City FC enlisted the help of a football person of experience <coughs> to aid their search for a new manager. The names gradually being whittled down to a short list. The plan is for Morrison and Ramsort to get three games to clarify, uh, three games. So, yeah, so the the three games is is they've got those three games. And I believe it takes her into the international break and stuff like that. Makes sense, doesn't it, to bring... Because yeah. when you look at that board at Cardiff City, there's no one really who's got any football knowledge or or no. expertise. They're all businessmen. So they need someone who can come and advise them on that side of things. Yeah, They should have come to me. I could have advised them. Yeah. Would have done Probably. it for half the price as well. No, they made a mistake there. But um, I've invited the Cardiff City chairman to join us, mate. Um, we'll see what comes back. Uh, but I don't think it'll be in the next few weeks. I think he might be busy. But, uh, yeah. Um, as always, uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. Rodri, nice one, my friend. Did you uh, got any, anything planned for the weekend? Anything good? No. Nothing planned. Golf? Yeah. Get me out. No. Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Weber playing. Get me out. Cut tomorrow. Just chill. Not a little one tomorrow. So. Nice. Yeah. Got it. My son's football is off tomorrow, so oh, I just dis- took him to yes, football on Friday, five till six, but it's indoors now, so yeah, yeah. I just took him to that, dropped him off, and come straight here. Nice one. That's what we like to hear. But um, I'll be back on Sunday with uh, Danny Batten, as always, and we have not one but two guests. First and foremost, eight till nine, we have Cage Warriors featherweight champion of the world. Jordan Vucinek joining us. Always a good one with Jordan. I like him a lot. He's a good, good lad. And we can ask him lots of questions about when he's going to go to the UFC. And also at nine o'clock then, uh, boxing personality, pundit type guy, Ben Doherty is joining us to uh, to pre- preview uh, Caleb Plant and Canelo next weekend and talk about any uh, boxing stuff. Guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Please... Uh, do spread the word as much as you can help us keep growing and because uh, we're still only in episode nine and most of all download the audio version that helps us out a lot as well 
uh, available on Spotify and, and all those good stuff. But uh, we'll be back next Friday, 7.30, and uh, I'll be back on Sunday, 8 o'clock. Nice one, mate. See ya. Diggs, G-I-G-G-S, no, Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me, but in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again.